podcast our purpose is to positively building men both young and seasoned our goal is to positively impact the lives of men and the effects that impact has on their lives families and communities as a man thinks wants to leave a legacy that will last a lifetime get ready to be encouraged engaged and challenged in this podcast you would expect to know what men go through hear us laugh cry share our personal challenges in this walk of life as a man thinks. Hey, so welcome back to As a Man Thinks. Uh, if you heard the last episode, we're kind of getting into they reminisce over you. We're talking about kids and just what are the lessons that we teach our children. All right, so we we've got some things that's been good. Real talk, we've got some things that's been bad, probably real bad that we can talk. But how do we dictate what we teach our I mean, I think that's a, in this day and time, I mean, that's a loaded question. Because, you know, the way that we were raised compared to now there in this social media world, you know, and with me, you know, I got daughters, you know, and they all teenagers. And all they talk about is, you know, the Carly B's of the world and this and that and, you know, always trying to fix themselves to be this, that, and another. And, and no matter how much I tell them, like, oh, be yourself. You don't have to be like other people. Social media has just kind of taken over everything and the perception that the people give off on social media you know, has become our youth reality. They think it's the reality, but it's really not. So, I mean, it's loaded. And the kids, but also the, some of the, the younger parents as well. Like, they they take it on the persona of the Cardi B's and all that. Like, when did it become popular to start wearing them big old eyelashes? I mean, like right. real big. Like I don't understand what's cute about it. Like I'm just. I mean, maybe the, the women can reach out to us and let us know like what that do for y'all. But we all got these big eyelashes that make your eyes look half closed, and these things that look like butterflies over y'all face. I'm just confused with how you look at yourself in the mirror and say I'm it. Like what, what's cute about it? And then that trooper down to it. To the kids and now they doing it and I you know it, it it's just so different from when we were growing up. I I couldn't imagine my mom in the mirror putting them big old eyelashes. My mom ain't even wear makeup. And she had her hair cut real low. She didn't she didn't wear weed. She was all natural. So you know so crazy about it, bro. This day and time. There ain't no more grandmas. Mm. There ain't no more big moms. I remember growing up in a neighborhood where it didn't matter who you were as far as a neighbor. You can get a woman from anybody. You can get a woman from Miss Smith. You can get a woman. It don't matter. You're doing something you ain't got no business doing. Not only did the neighbor whoop you, 
But when you got home, you got another whooping after you got back home. So now, if you whoop somebody's kid or touch somebody's kid, first of all, you're going to jail. Second of all, you're going to get your ass whooped by their mama or their daddy or whoever. It's just different, bro. It's just different. <laughs> it's definitely different. And anybody, you know, if you watch last show, you know, if me growing up in Alabama, I wasn't born in Alabama. I was born in Houston, Texas. How long have you lived in Houston? For eight years. So you left Houston at eight. Then you moved to Alabama, right? Alabama. And so you from Alabama from eight years old to what? Till. Yeah, I went to the military. Oh, yeah, you from Alabama. I mean, I thought you said I grew up in Alabama. I don't even mention Houston no more. No, just say Alabama. No, I won't mention you. But anyway, growing up in Alabama, we used to get with switches. Like, my grandma used to make us go pick our own switch. Go out in the back. Go get the switch, bring it back to us, then she tell you like, ass up. So ain't that ain't that the worst? <laughs> when you, you gotta pick the switch. I remember going and picking the smallest <laughs> switch I could get. Thinking you'll do something. Right. The smallest one right. the worst. Right. That one just go faster. Yeah, I the smallest one be the one that gives the worst cuts. Right. Yeah, so it, you can't do that no more. And I remember I think when I started growing up and my dad, of course, my dad passed, but I was I probably was about nine or so when I started listening to other people um, talk about, you know, like child abuse and this and that. And I remember my dad, somebody was going to beat me. And uh, I told him I was going to call the police. And he told me that he was going to beat me until the police got there. Mm. And then when the police got there, he was going to beat me because he was going to jail for it. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to jail for a reason. So, you know, I mean, my wife, you know, she always say, her wife, she never understood why her wife, I mean, why her mom kept telling her she was going to take an act of Congress to, to act of Congress to pull her off of her. So, so when she get whooped, she be calling the act of Congress because she know who what it was. So like now, like these kids don't get beat, man. You can tell. I'm a teacher. These kids ain't get beat. I promise they not. If they were, you be scared. These kids ain't scared of their parents no more. They, they, they no these kids is their parents' friends. The parents come up and defend the wrong that's going on. And so yeah, back in the day, man, it was. It was a lot. It was a lot. These boys, they soft now. I, I hate to say it, they just soft. They don't soft, play. Soft as a pillow. They don't play. They don't go outside and play like how we used to go outside. They play real we games. Kicked outside and told don't come back inside until the street lights come on. And yeah, better be back inside by the, by the end or you will get beaten again. So like these kids today, man, I don't, I don't know. Deshaun, what would be? Did that happen when you was growing up? Or? Yeah, I mean, again, I you know I grew up a couple of tough areas, but yeah, get your butt out the house, you know, get out of grown folks' business, get out mm -hmm. my face. You couldn't be in a grown person's face trying to hear that conversation. You get smacked real quick. All in my mouth. Get out of my face. Why are you in my mouth? So, <laughs> right. uh, you kind of grow up those ideals. I know each of my kids sometimes. I'm having a conversation with a grown. It's like, what you doing? You got to teach them to know how to get in their place. But yeah, I think kids don't have that. Kids don't have that 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 discipline in their life that they need. And that's why we see a lot of kids dealing with a lot of issues. 
suicide is one, low, low self-esteem. They need somebody to really, because the part of discipline that I really love is if you don't discipline your child, your child really don't have that connection to know that you truly love them, right? right. We ain't talking about abusing the kids. We ain't talking about, you know, saying wrestling no kid. And listen, I told my kids a few times, we can put the gloves on, we can handle it out. There ain't going to be one person in this house that's going to make that decision. And listen, I, I, we haven't had to have a conversation after that. So I'm I'm dead serious. I've I've seen y'all act like I've, I've seen I know y'all sons. Yeah, I've seen I've seen CJ. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about something. And you got to fold them up on the floor. But again, they need that. Yeah. I think sometimes your kids need that energy from you, just to be able to know that okay, my father loves me. My that 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 love there to my connection. My dad is there. As long as it ain't over, over. But yeah, I think we also. I don't know, man. I I, but again, I don't want no, I don't need nobody else putting their hands on my kids. Like when I come home and my neighbor told me my son's acting up, I appreciate it. I'm handling that. You're like, yeah, his son's acting up, I'll punch him in the face. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, man. You punch him in the face first, though. punch him in the face touch. Back then, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, some of you kids, like, we used to get, I don't know if y'all got paddled at school, but we got paddled at school. Principal, you get paddled by the principal, you get paddled by the teacher. You know what you do? That's how you can't do that. You can't do that in Boston. You got what you, you never can do that. Listen, if, if, if I came home and my friend teacher put a paddle to me, I'm telling my mother when I get home, it's gonna be a whole different conversation. Yeah, Miss uh Miss Danny put a paddle to me. You best believe my mother's coming up this year. Yeah, it's it's different, man. I mean in the South you can do that. I think I think also uh our parents was like immortal back in the day. Because I literally, I promise you, I remember being in the backseat of a car and my mama say, my mom be driving, she say, shut up, and don't say another word. And as soon as my mouth got ready to say, but it's like she reached all the way back to the back, we had a station wagon. I don't know how her hand hit me, but it hit me right in the mouth, bam, you know? But you know, I would t- I would say this day and time though, man. Like, you do have to be careful with others that are disciplining your kids. When a parent disciplines their kid, they discipline. Let me say, most parents, okay, most parents that are evidently involved in their kid's life and genuinely care about what's happening in their kid's life. When they are disciplining their kids, they're disciplining their kids through love. Others that may not know your kids may discipline your kids in just anger. There's a difference. There's a difference in love and there's a difference in anger. And I think that even on a stepfather or a stepmother situation, I, I still think I think that a stepfather can love the kid or a stepmother can love the kid and discipline them in love. But you've also seen it the other way where they they have been disciplined in anger. So, I mean, it's really, really a catch-22. I know there's some great stepfathers and some great stepmothers, but in the same token, you know, how would y'all feel like if y'all kids had a stepfather and he disciplined your kids? That's a good question. question. That's a good question. Um, See, y'all the men here quiet. They like, 
like you say, it depends on the it depends on the motive. Like I gotta hear the I gotta hear the backstory behind why whatever was done with the So your son called you here. Your son called you and say, Dad, my stepdad, I came home. I was disrespectful and he beat me so I'm bleeding. My leg is bleeding, my back is bleeding. How you feel about well, that? That's different because I've never done that. that that's, that's going too far. So what you going to do? You going you gonna, you you gonna to come over there? Come on. You're making that long drive out of the It's different. You know, like, if now, same scenario. If my child called me and told me that he was disrespectful and Buddy just beat his behind, you shouldn't have been disrespectful. You know what I mean? Like that. First of all, that's not okay. I don't want you to feel like you can be disrespectful and then call me and then everything is okay. I still have a problem. Just, just I, a I, 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 look. Let me tell you something. I would you, have you a described, described the whole scenario. You said your son called him bleeding. bleeding. Right. Now, are you saying your son calling you? That might be abuse. That if, is. Your, if your child called you and say that my stepfather who him and my mom are together, and I'm in their house, and and yeah, I got a woman from him. You gonna have a problem with regardless of how the, the extent of it, right? Yeah, yeah I'll have a problem. Why? Let me tell you why. Let me let me I say, know why. Let me say I'm saying no. If he if your child said if, if Buddy said, hey, uh, so and so, I need you to uh, clean your room. Hey man, shut up! I can clean your mother's room. Yeah. And then he took off and beat they behind. They call you and say, I got my behind me because I told them I'm, you still don't have a problem with it? No, you ain't let me finish. Yeah, let me get You ain't let me get out. You had to say what you had to say, right? Okay, so I feel like this. If my son is disrespectful to his stepfather, his mother should discipline him. And if his mother don't discipline him, I should discipline him. I do not feel as if the stepfather should discipline my kid because I still feel like that stepfather don't love my son like I love him. So how does it? And it could be it could be other things that that stepfather feeling that ain't even really got to do with it. Yeah, the kid was disrespectful, but it could be a whole nother situation where in mind he thinking about something else. And he beat the crap and take it out of my son. And especially if the stepfather got another son that's disrespectful and he don't whoop him. Well, you wouldn't know that. I'm just saying. My son was saying, well, he don't even, he, he never touched his own kid. He never touched his own kid. But you know why he wasn't going to set you off. Listen, <laughs> all I'm saying is I have a problem. So if, if I was in a step situation. Hey, like our last show, like our last show, you're an idiot. So huh? You're an idiot. You're an idiot. He, he got you back. You're an idiot. So you brought up an interesting point because that was, you know, our next point that you said was, so if you're on the reverse, you're the stepfather, yep. and you're the girl that you're with, her child says something just utterly disrespectful. Yeah. You're, you're going to head off your head. I'm going whatever. You're going. You're going to be able to step away. Now again, we're all me. We're all we're all out for me. Yeah. You're going to be able to step away from the situation and go talk to his mother or her or his father, whether. And you and that father might not have a relationship. Yeah. But you're going to be able to step away from that, knowing that this boy who's probably staying in your house that you paid for, you yep. pay the bills on, yep. that you 
can't say anything to him. Yep. You can't do anything to him. Yep. You're going to let that boy's mother and that boy's father say something to him. You just sit back and don't do nothing. It would be options. And these will be the options. He can't abide by my rules or be disrespectful. He needs to deliver his daddy. And if you as a mother ain't supportive with the fact of dealing with him, with what he's doing, you could go too. <laughs> Both of y'all could go. You know what I mean? Pack your stuff. I, I knew that was good. Pack your stuff, you and your son, and exit out. How do you get respect, though? Like, how do you get the respect that you would tell me? Oh, you doing going tell my mama. No, no, no. It's like a little old bitch. Bro, it ain't even, <laughs> ain't even about that. Look at this bitch ass nigga walking up in here gonna tell me. You know, you never gonna tell my mama with his fuck ass. Look, but look, but look, this is the thing. It won't be too many times that a kid is living in my house and disrespecting me. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. I don't think that I look at my I look at my own kids, right? I don't beat them. I do not physically beat my kids. I have conversations with them. I be very direct with them. They understand the expectation of what could happen, but I don't do that. So I feel like it would be very weird and awkward for me to then have a stepson that's disrespectful and me beat the shit out of him. That's different if you don't no, do different. it. If you don't do it. I'm just saying, do I don't do it. So I, I don't operate like that. When your kids have been with you younger their whole life, so they understand certain things that they can't do. That stepchild might not have been with you. He might be used to seeing his mom and dad be on them or mm -hmm. might be used to that. So for him, he might feel like, that's acceptable. Like, well, I say yeah. something, I get out of line, and then I get corrected, and I'm okay for it. Yeah. So you're saying, yeah, in your conversation, again, do you step away from it and let them handle it? Do you go to which? Because right now, your discipline isn't isn't whooping, okay? So your discipline might be direct conversation. Yeah. Having that conversation, do you still do that? I yeah, absolutely. With that child, absolutely. Okay. I, I, so I when you beating is not an yeah, option. I would absolutely okay. do that, but. In the same token, I mean, we would definitely have that conversation. And if he just just outright constantly disrespect, I won't be disrespectful. His mama got to make some decisions, life decisions, but not only her kid, but herself. So she got the decisions. So if you treat everybody the same, if you treat the stepchild just like your kid, right? So you have those conversations with your kid. Uh, if you're not gonna follow my rules, you can do that. I don't know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With with your kids now, it's living proof. I mean, <laughs> it's living proof. Like this is real. This ain't this ain't fake. This is real. You know what I'm saying? Well, I I beat mine. Sorry, my it is what it is. I mean, everybody got different tactics on how they handle certain situations, man. Like, you know, I I choose the more violent tactics, I guess. So, <laughs> Not it's, discipline. It ain't not, not discipline. They're more violent. He said more violent tactic. So it's, you know, they scared that something might happen. You know, I'm not going to put them out until they get 18. But uh, they really ain't got no word. I wouldn't even put mine out at 18. I'll, if my kids, as long as they're respectful, the thing I tell my kids all the time is I really believe my kids are spoiled. I believe that. And I think that there's nothing wrong with kids being spoiled as long as they're respectful and they understand that everything in life you have to work for. 
Nothing's given to you. Nothing's handed to you. You got to work for it. Like, it is not easy out here. You can't right. be successful out here thinking that somebody's going to walk up to you and say, hey, bro, here you go. And your life is set. It don't work that way. Right. So I really try to keep my kids grounded in the manner of you need to work. You know, nothing's handed to you. But, yeah, they're spoiled. They are. But we have really detailed conversations. And I would tell you, my kids, the one thing they hate is my daughter. They get in trouble at school. And I have to come to that school. You better believe when they see my face, oh, they know. They know. There's been plenty of time. They were just a pale, just dead face. Because they know they are in massive amount of trouble. And I hit them with things that I know is going to hurt them. Like, they love what? Their phones. Well, you don't have your phone for two months. I ain't got to beat you. But you're going to feel like when I'm done with you, you've been beat. You're going to feel it. I mean, yeah, I, as they get older, obviously, you know, you know, uh, I don't now, but when I was growing up, you know, they get abused. They get a spanking, bro. They, you, that's because you was abused. I'm not right abused, but my, you, my dad didn't get the belt. And so that's what I guess it's all about your upbringing, too. Like, I believe that, you know, you can give a child a good whooping. Yeah, abuse in Alabama. No, you don't abuse a child. You don't go up to a child and punch him in his face because they being yeah, beneficial. But like, I put the gloves on, man. Let's right. we're, gonna, we're gonna put the gloves on. See, we go in the garage and see who really is that guy. Sometimes they have to understand. I feel personally like kids, especially boys, right? I'm not talking about beating your kids. Yeah, no. you can bring your kids up in love, right? I think yeah. I got great kids. You know what I'm saying? But I also got. One, maybe two, maybe one, that challenge. And sometimes they got to understand that challenge needs to come with repercussions. So if you want to go he there and broke this kid's job. <laughs> he done took them in the garage. Talking about, I ain't mean to hit you that hard. Now you got to have surgery. Boy, y'all, this y'all sitting on the side. Right? We were just playing. You know, I just playing. The boy holds y'all on the side of his face now. We're going to see who really is that guy. We gonna see really who is him. Nah, my kids are they. My kids ain't like that. Like you know, like you say, you got the one that you know probably feel. I don't think he a dude in that manner though. Like not in a physical trying to you know, but he just I don't know. He's a special. And I think dude. I think it depends on the situation to the best. I mean, listen. Right. No matter how you're raised. Kids could do some things that make you be like, oh, no, I'm going to beat the hell out of him. There ain't no way, right? Right. Yeah. Like, like when you was talking about the kids, talking about this little bitch, he ain't going to do that. Right. right? Bring the tears my mama. Yeah, he might be that old. <laughs> you know what I mean? He might. I might walk past him. Like, I'm going to tell you that, that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know. Yeah, no, you know, he might wake up in the middle of the night sorting them up because he didn't got beat all night and don't know what happened. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't put some bricks in a pillowcase and beat him. <laughs> Is that abuse? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Bro, you're going to jail. You're going to you're going to hey, OJ say if it don't fit, we must have quit. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm saying just saying they didn't put bricks in there, but they put a little soap in a sock. They'll beat you when you sleep. Yeah. So, uh, but I think now they these kids ain't getting nothing out. They ain't getting put out. 
they ain't getting uh, disciplined. They ain't getting nothing. Like they just, I don't know, it's almost like they get a reward. Like these kids that terrible and come into school next day with a new iPhone. Like I don't, I don't understand. And then they not passing. Like it's like these parents don't care about these kids' grades or their education no more. Like it's, it's, it's really getting sad. Like a lot of these kids are having issues, and I feel as though like the parents are not. And, and granted, some parents at work and. It is what it is, but like a lot of these kids are just they just they just living, man. They just they just here and they feel like you supposed to they I, I, I came to school today, I'm supposed to pass. I'm not supposed to be in trouble because like fifth grade student curse person like they and nothing happened. But it's a person office and nothing had they come back with a a Capri Sun and some candy. We gotta eat still, though. I mean, yeah. no, 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 for cursing, I, you don't get no reward. I ain't saying you can't have lunch. So, when that kid is home, does anybody tell that parent that they can't do that? I'm sure, it's a, probably a phone call. I'm, I, I'm assuming I don't know because when they go up there, all I, I, I'll tell you why. I got one of my neighbor kids. I know from my daughter telling me the other day, if they ever go on the bus, she be flip flam, flaming, and everything else. But her parent, yeah, I know her parent, she walk over up there. But I'm sure her parents wouldn't believe that if they told them their daughter, because I ain't never heard the real curse. But she might get on the bus or she might tell the bus driver, you, you tell me what to do. If nobody tell that parent, how that parent know anything? Yeah, but the, but sometimes you got some of these parents that even if you tell them they ain't going to oh, well, they don't do it at home. You can't, what they do at home? I'm telling you they do it here. I think what they, they do like, at home, man, that doesn't mean with me. I think either parents just don't want to know. They be an issue, but then you're not parenting. Because my daughter told me about it. The first thing I told her was, What you said? That's all I want to know. <laughs> she said that to the bus driver, What you said? Well, I ain't say nothing. All right, you better make sure you ain't said nothing to <laughs> Right. I know he's like, Yeah, oh, you can say that. That's you too. You see what I can get away. You might be the I never cursed the directly at no teachers, but you know, obviously I was cursing and stuff too. But in the class, I mean, but I'm trying to know they kids, man. Right. You know your kid, like, if you've been around your kids long enough, you know your kids. Like, I can look at my kids, right? And I can tell you right now that Horton, CJ, they probably ain't going around cussing. Now, somebody tell me one of them girls. <laughs> I'm going to say, you probably right. You, you, you know, look, I'm riding with you that they did do that. Well, why? Because I know like they think they are divas. Like they think that they just run everything and they just, and I'm just looking at them like, you know what? I couldn't tell you. Right, exactly. Exactly. And then he come to school, they get scared, they get their phone taken away. Well, guess what? They're fast. Right, exactly. They get it back. So how do y'all, how do y'all feel out there? Make sure you come. We want to know how y'all right, feel right, about it. Right. Especially kids. I mean, right now, dealing with disciplining kids is key. What we teach our kids is key. And uh, sometimes putting our hands on kids ain't the best solution. But how do y'all deal with your kids? You may not be. I, you know, it just depends on the child. And like you say, parents know their kids. So what kids you probably need don't have to lay hands on. Yeah. And and then the other kid may not, you know, you don't have to respond like that to that kid. So. I would, I would love to know, you know, just me being a teacher, I would love to know, like, how y'all deal with y'all kids. Like, how are y'all parenting? Like, what are y'all doing? Like I say, you see some parents come up there, like, be going off. They kids are all the change. It's like, so then you like, what? That's 
why they act like that. Mm -hmm. They act like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, I, oh, okay. It makes sense. So, because I've been told that. Like, I had to pull student out of the hall and tell them they say, I don't care. I talk like this at home. You can tell my dad. So, then what you do then? Like, all the oh, power gone. Like, let me tell you something. If my kids say mm -hmm. to a teacher, Go ahead and tell my daddy, you, let me tell you, that'll be the day. That'll be the day that get beat. Look at this, though. Grandmamas, when we was growing up, right. they was real grandmas. Mm -hmm. They were present. They whooped your butt. They ain't play no games. You didn't disrespect them. Grandma's today in the club trying to find a, a twenty year old man, thirty year old man. Right. And, and grandma's when we were kids yeah. aren't the same age. I bet yeah. you look at the average age of the grandmother back then, look at the average age of the grandmother now. They they never want to be grandma's, they want to be glamma. Oh, yeah. They still want to be in the club. Right. They should be watching kids. You can't even tell the difference in a grandmama and a regular person walking around that's 30, 40 years old. Yeah, a woman true. can be like, yeah, man, I'm 65, I'm 70. But you acting like you're 40, you don't know. They don't even look old. Like, it's just a different breed, man. And, and all the big mamas are gone. Yep. They passed away. So the standard and the expectation of how you should be raised and the, the level of accountability right. That's gone out the window. So you move with the extension cord and then beat out the tub. Yeah, but man, some some parents, some parents growing up was abusive. Yeah. I will tell you, I mean, like my father, before he left, he told my brothers, and, and he said to them, he says, Listen, when I was raising y'all, I was I did the best I could. And I didn't know. So when I would give y'all whoopings naked with extension cords. I thought that was the way. But he's like, I found out that I was abusing y'all. That was, you should have never been whooped with an extension cord naked. That's not okay. It's a difference in I'm going to uh, spare the rods for the child and I'm going to give you a whooping with a belt when you're fully clothed than to tell you to get buck naked Hold on to the bed and go get an extension cord and beat you till you look like Kuta Kente? No, that's not right. That is abuse. And that's a lesson that's been taught generationally that right. we've been culturally indoctrinated to keep going on. Right. And again, when does it stop, right? Yeah, I hit with the extension cord. I never beat my kids with the extension cord and then like that. It's always been, but my dad did make you pull your pants out because he always said he beat his clothes. He beating his clothes, he paid for. He beat his clothes, he paid for. So he would make you, but he didn't beat me with an extension cord. Now, my grandma has uh wait till you get in the tub and get good and wet and come up in there with the switch. That's abuse. That, it is now, but if you, I mean, bro, you ain't talking about no abuse when you getting beat. Bro, <laughs> trying to get out. If you're in a hot bathtub, what happens to your body? Every pore on your body opens up. Your skin gets extremely soft, right? That means if you're hit with a belt, instantly your skin is splitting open. Because, you know, but if you get a whooping right now in your, in your natural skin that you're not wet, 
your skin couldn't handle it. But from a tub, man, that's ridiculous. That's abuse. You just get whipped up real good. No, that's abuse. I bet that web was bleeding. And you still, get whipped up real good and guess what? I bet you weren't telling that your grandma you, you abused me either. I bet you was using a lot of Vaseline. <laughs> I bet you weren't telling them you I, hey, you know what? This is yeah, a Vaseline. This is a Vaseline all up your back, your arm. You know what I'm saying? That made total sense from the last conversation. Why he has a he's a stockholder of Vaseline. You know what I'm saying? He used it for other items, but you know he's he's no. a he's a Vaseline no. stockholder. No, no, sir. But the the way that we were raised and the generation of kids, I mean, I guess it's different. I probably won't ever understand, but. Well, I'll say this. So, obviously, you know, we got the event coming up on 17th of, uh, of June. And one of the things that we all talked about is having our kids come out with us, right? Mm -hmm. So, again, discipline our kids can be a multiple task, but mm -hmm. also humility is another way to teach our children. Mm -hmm. So, what does that event on the 17th teach? But now, our children who are all spoiled. Your kids are probably spoiled. You already said that. I know my kids are spoiled, and I'm not sure how you feel about your kids, but. We've all scored our kids based on what we all came right? So what does this event on the 17th do for our children? Because now it teaches them humility to realize that it's not all about what they can get, but how they can get to others. It's going to open up my eyes. It's going to open up my kids' eyes to uh, the fact that um, living under the roof of, uh, of a house and uh, being driven in a car and being able to open the refrigerator and see food in it or anything like that is 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 almost is, is a privilege. Like that is a privilege because everybody doesn't have the same luxury that you have. Maybe it's basic, but that's still a privilege because what we're gonna do on the seventeenth is go out and feed the homeless, and they don't have a refrigerator to go and open. They don't have a house that they can go to whenever it's negative three degrees outside. They're trying to find a shelter or something that may be open. And if it's full, where do they go? Well, our kids right now don't have to worry about that. The heat is going to be on in the house. It's going to be something in the refrigerator to eat and drink. So it's going to show mine that what they have now, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, this could be you. Because I tell mine all the time. And I got four boys. Like, bro, I ain't taking care of you your whole life. So the end of the day, whenever you graduate, you need to be figuring out if you want to college, you want to military, or you can get a job. You need to have some type of plan action. What we're not going to do is say, oh, well, I never graduate. I'll take a year off and just figure it out, just chill at the crib. Now, uh, I don't know who crib is going to be chill. Maybe Courtney, he's such a nice guy. Maybe he's going to stay with Courtney, but he can't, he can't be in my house. So it's definitely going to show them that. Dang, you know, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, if you don't be responsible, and, and at least I feel as though they look at me as, you know, a, a responsible adult that has provided and they look up to me and see that, you know, and, you know, I can be here, you know, waiting on people like, as a man thinks, come and give me a, a, a fresh meal because I may be digging through the garbage can tomorrow. Or the next day to, to find my next meal. Not only that, some have their whole family out there that they unable to provide for. And so hopefully it is an eye opener for, for my kids for sure. I don't know what yeah. I think uh so my kids, we've done this. 
tunnel. Uh, and the feedback that I got from them, the thing I asked after we're done and we're driving in the car, the thing I would ask them was, how did that make you feel? What you seen today? Uh, and I've had my daughters literally cry yeah. and say, Dad, I just, I'm grateful. You know, I've seen this young mother with her kid out there and her kid had no shoes. And, you know, they kept coming and kept asking for more and I didn't want to stop. We've been in the situation where we were giving to the homeless and we had fed over a hundred homeless people. Uh, and when we got done feeding, we had no more food and probably about 20 or 30 more homeless people came. And my kids turned to me and said, dad, we cannot not let these 30 more people not eat. Dad, what can we do? And instantly I felt the compassion from them so where I'm like, all right, let's go to some local McDonald's, let's get a whole bunch of more food, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna tell these guys, hey, you stay right here, we're gonna come back, we'll be back in 10, 15 minutes, we're gonna feed you. And we did that. We went and we got the food, we came back and we fed them. And the things my daughter says, Dad, thank you for doing that because we don't know if they're gonna even eat them. So those, these are the type of things that is dear to my heart. And I hope that it brings more of a reality to my kids of being grateful, of being understanding, of having compassion, of having empathy for people. Uh, because at the end of the day, no matter where we are right now, we could be those people. We're not exempt. Yes, God has blessed us. Yes, God has put us in a position where we can have a roof and we can have transportation, but we're not exempt. I tell people all the time, you only one paycheck from that. Imagine not getting no pay for six months. Where would you be? So I'm just, I just hope that they understand and that they're grateful. That's the main purpose of us doing this is because I want my kids to understand that as long as you continue to have empathy and be compassionate and take care of the needy, because the needy will always be among us, but it's our responsibility to help people. That's why we're here. Yeah, so for me, I oh mean, I appreciate both of you all sharing. The Feed the Homeless event on June 17th means a lot because, again, we, we've actually fed the homeless as well. And the times that we fed the homeless, um, I can tell you most of those times were before COVID. So, you know, you're talking about my kids were, you know, at the at least three or four years younger than, what it, than where they are now. And I don't even think when we did it with our children because where they were at the age of the time, we let them out the car. Most of them were us going out feeding and they were just seeing it where they actually got to see what we did. Maybe our boys did because they were older. This time is going to be a little different though. This time it's actually going to be them outside walking with us, feeding, feeding the homeless and really seeing the impact that it has on them. So when we talk about generationally, those lessons we teach our children and what we provide them, whether it's discipline-wise, just from the humility and from a you know, humanitarian aspect of it, we can teach our children 
how to be impactful. Right? Not only we get to tell them how to be impactful, but now we're showing them. And that's the part that I look forward to, is that we can actually walk the streets with our children, giving food to the homeless, impacting the homeless' lives, and really setting a culture in our children life so that they don't take those things. We don't walk around sport. We don't feel like all the things that we have has been given to us and taken for granted. Now they can actually see, like you said, Kyrie, what it looks like when you don't have, right? And for you, Courtney, what it looks like to do something like that, how it makes you feel out of it. That is what we want. We want our children to be able to take advantage of that. So again, look forward to the opportunity on June 17th. Any last words y'all have about um, children and also the 17th and what we'll be doing with the home roof? Sharing, bro. What about what are we gonna do about sharing this? Hey, make sure y'all likes or share and subscribe on YouTube. You can find Spotify, Apple, Apple Music, or any of the popular uh, social media sites. So definitely come out and support us on June 17 as we will be being the homeless. Uh you can donate on asamanthings.org. Uh you can donate 50 cents, a dollar. $2, $10,000, whatever you feel in your heart to donate, uh, the money will be going for a good cause. Yeah, like and subscribe. Like you said, like and subscribe, share it. We know a lot of the podcasts are getting out there. Check us out on Spotify. Y'all like music, you like our intros. Uh, but definitely come support us. Keep the home event, June 17th, as a man thing. Peace. As a man thinks, to learn how to get connected, support our mission, and become legacy-driven, visit our website, asamanthinks.org, or you can scan our QR code to get connected to our chat. You can also email us at partners at asamanthinks.org. Either way, get connected, be of support, be a legacy-driven, as a man thinks.